It's a strange time to be in the market for ESG when the lead electric vehicle maker gets booted out of one of the main ESG indexes. In case you didn't hear it, Tesla didn't make the cut. But Hannon Armstrong shares have stabilized as the market's been under pressure since its last earnings. And the business is all about investing into the climate. Jeff Eckel joins us, chairman and CEO at Hannon Armstrong. Uh, Jeff, welcome back to the show. Uh, good to have your team back here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Oliver. Great to be back. Okay, so let's talk earnings first. Uh, as the market's been getting pounded here, your stock has stabilized. Uh, I think we should probably tie that to the fundamental report. Uh, what did you guys see in the last quarter here? Well, we had a very good quarter, uh, building off a very good 21. Uh, we increased earnings 21% year over year. Uh, net investment income 41% year over year. And our portfolio, which really drives net investment income, was up 28% year over year. It's really good. This is a great reminder of what it, uh, some of the benefits of investing in infrastructure. They're generally not correlated with the, uh, the business cycle. We're not a consumer stock. These are long-dated energy assets that are fundamental to the operation of the electric power system. So when you see that uh, so many of the publicly traded companies have been under such deep pressure, does that affect your business? Uh, does it affect valuations in private markets too? So our clients are some of the best energy and infrastructure companies in the world, and they have a really hard business. Uh, some of them like NG and uh, Amoresco, SunPower, SunRun, they do a fantastic job and then they create the opportunities for us to invest at the asset level of the equipment that they manufacture. We're not really that sensitive to their stock performance and their stocks generally are more volatile than, uh, than ours, but the asset level returns are stable and consistent. So it only, I guess, shows up if the uh, companies need to use their stock to generate capital or uh, if they use it as collateral for debt. Do you see any of that type of structural risk in some of the newer businesses whose shares have collapsed? Is there a point where it will make a fundamental impact if they have debt or uh, if they're uh, in need of capital? Great question, Oliver, but no. Um, mm. the, the success of those businesses are dependent on our kind of capital coming in and basically creating the, uh, the business case for them to sell their product. And if their shares are stressed, that only increases the, uh, the value proposition for, for us. How does the pool of uh, potential investments look? We had a huge boom of the IPOs and SPACs over the last uh, few years. Do you feel that your portfolio at this point uh, has as, as many investable options or are you sticking with what you're in? Tell me about kind of the nature of whether or not you're finding new businesses to bring into the fold or uh, if we are seeing a little change in, in public markets, if that uh, means that you concentrate in the stuff that you're already in. Another good question, Oliver. Thank you. So typically we invest in efficiency, wind, and solar. Those have been the most investable asset classes for us uh, in the nine years we've been public. But we look at our investable market as anything that reduces greenhouse gas emissions or carbon. Um, so that could take us to renewable natural gas, to transport, uh, to a variety of, of things, uh, industry, agriculture, and we are starting to see those opportunities. Now, typically, we are not investing in the assets generated by a newly public company or a SPAC. Those are 
typically not the companies that, that we get as comfortable with from a credit standpoint. These are generally older, more mature companies, Johnson Controls, for instance. Uh, but the technology opportunities in the global decarbonization business are just getting enormous. Climate change hasn't gone away no matter what's happening with the Fed, no matter what's happening with consumer sentiment. But now you have Russia invading Ukraine. And this is such a tragedy for the Ukrainians, but it is the biggest single shift in energy I've seen since uh, the 70s with the Arab oil embargoes, where Europe particularly is now equating energy security with national security. So now you have two global problems, and clean energy addresses both of them. And we see that as a, uh, a, a tragic but positive tailwind. It has been uh, interesting to see how, uh, just again to kind of reference some of the publicly traded businesses, how the stock prices have suffered despite what you would think is now an incentive really to double down, triple down, whatever it may be on the clean energy front, given the role that uh, some of this global conflict has uh, caused with the old dirty energy prices to go soaring. So is there a, uh, a clear path uh, forward for uh, policymakers in terms of uh, new policy that might stimulate this part of the economy? Do you see anything coming down the pike, Jeff, from D.C. or uh, even Europe, too, in terms of incentivizing uh, beyond what's already being done? There's quite a bit going on in Europe, uh, as you would expect. Um, uh, green hydrogen as a replacement for natural gas. That's probably not um, a, an asset class we'll be investing in. Um, gas um, uh, imports from uh, the U.S., Algeria, a few other places um, will be uh, big in Europe, but also doubling down on wind, solar, and efficiency. And so there will be opportunities for us in Europe, but there will also be increased opportunities in the U.S. because this is a free country problem right now. You've got the U.S., uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, all of Europe that is having to rethink where it sources energy, getting it from despotic autocratic regions uh, as we did in the 70s from Saudi Arabia and Iran, uh, and as Europe is doing from Russia. That equation is not going to work any longer. So every country is going to have to uh, invest in these clean energy technologies. Uh, Jeff, always appreciate uh, the update and the analysis here. Uh, it sounds like there's still plenty to look forward to in this sector, despite some of the carnage that's happening in our public market. So nice to get that, uh, that side of the argument. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Sure thing. Absolutely. Jeff Eckel, Chairman and CEO of Hannon Armstrong.